Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your early, one day early, midweek bittersweet moment. And it's not just with me, it's with Tiffany as well. Hi. Joining us from Italy, which is under massive quarantine, <laughs> Tiffany in Rome. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. Tiffany Parks, everybody. She's still alive. Hi, yeah. um, so this is an early update just because you guys are about a little over 24 hours after your government decided that to declare all of Italy red zone. So what does that mean for you? How are you doing? Are you alive and well? I'm alive. I'm well. I'm anxious. I'm very anxious. And I'm not an anxious person. So that's how I know I'm anxious because of this. And so, okay, what does it mean? In a nutshell, Italians have to stay in their city of residence unless they have, basically there are three reasons you can move around. One is a medical reason. One is a like a family emergency of some kind. And one is work, a work-related reason. So basically... You have to swear to that. You have to have proof. You have to have like a doctor's note or a work, something signed by your work. You can't just like take off. I'm going to go to Florence and see what Florence is like right now. You can't do it. And they're taking it very, very seriously. It's been about 24 hours, a little less than that since it was declared at the time we're taping, of course. And it's pretty serious. There are people around. I went to work today. I I wouldn't have gone to work if I'd had the choice, but my my lovely bosses insisted. Um, And so I commuted into work. My 40 to 50 minute commute, depending on traffic, took about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. That's nice. That's like the one of, one of the few bonuses. There are a few bonuses. Like we'll get to that maybe in a, in a future episode, the bonuses of, of lockdown, because there are a few, but there were very few people on the street there are some people out, but I mean, like I went to work, other people went to work as well. So that's one of the things, but you're really, the thing is they're encouraging people to stay home as much as possible. There's no soldiers marching up in the, down the streets, forcing us to stay in. There's no martial law happening here, but we definitely can't move around from city to city without, like I said, a proven reason. And even walking around the city is discouraged. If you have to go to the supermarket, you go to the supermarket. If you have to go to the pharmacy, go to the pharmacy. If you have to, you know, go visit your mom who's sick, go visit your mom who's sick. And if you really have to go to work, go to work. But other than that, like they don't want you out taking walks. Like you can take a short walk in your neighborhood from what I understand. Uh, If you, you know, you need air, you need to walk your dog, your kid is like losing his mind and you need to like get him to like run a little bit. But you're not supposed to be like, okay, I think I'm going to go take a passeggiata, like from Spanish Steps down to the Trevi Fountain, which is what I would love to do right now. I would just love to do that, even if I was totally alone. And I don't necessarily think there's any law saying you can't do that, but they really don't want you doing that. And so I'm not going to do it, you know, and it's killing me not to do it because I want to see the Trevi Fountain empty. I have seen the Trevi Fountain empty though at 3am once. So, and I have seen Spanish Steps empty. It's, 8 a.m. On, on an August morning. So it's not like, you know, I've never seen the city empty, but it would be kind of cool. So yeah, so that's it. And th- one of the weirdest things, 
people are really taking it seriously. With a few, I mean, there are always going to be a few exceptions, but people, what I've noticed is like people are really standing far back from each other, which is one of the things they've said. Stand no closer than one meter of people, unless they're in your immediate family, like the people you're living with. Unless you're living with that person, one meter distance, even if they're like a friend that you happen to see or my colleagues, like I'm not, I'm trying not to stand more than one meter from my colleagues. Which is like three feet for Americans. Yeah, about yeah. three feet. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who are like, I wonder how big that is. Yeah, it's a little more than a yard. And everybody's hands, I mean, I'm sure this is the same in Seattle. Everybody's hands are raw and bleeding. I noticed that I had blood on my computer mouse this morning. I was like, oh my gosh. And, I, and my <laughs> finger had broken open. But that's probably universal right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really the crazy thing. They're saying they don't want anybody to be meeting up. Restaurants are open until 6 p.m., which honestly is one of the things I don't understand. The only thing I can think of is that like, it's for people who are working, who aren't able to bring food from home and need to get something to eat because... To me, it's like, if they don't want people congregating, why are the restaurants open? Why are the coffee shops open? Tourists th that are there? I suppose so. The tourists, I mean, there's no reason for a tourist to be in the city. Like, they, tourists need to leave, really. Totally different from our last episode when I was like, come to Rome, it's fantastic. <laughs> How quickly it changes, yes. Oh, it changes so fast. Because I was supposed to have a tour on Thursday. There were British people, they were coming for the rugby they wanted to do like this very specific tour, like an unusual Rome. And so I had kind of created this tour for them. And there were eight of them. And I, kept, you know, and I had like a correspondent with them. I kept saying, are you sure that they're going to come? I mean, Rome is, you know, as the weeks went by, I was like, are you sure they want to come? I mean, like, I'm happy to do the tour. I'm happy to have the money, but are you sure? And finally, Monday, I wrote to them and I said, you know, um, the news came out on Monday night. So it was Monday during the day. And I said, you know, Milan is locked down, Veneto is locked down, Rome, everything's closed, museums are closed. Are you sure they want to come? And they're like, I'm going to see. I'm going to check one last time. And then that night, this thing came down. They're like, they're not coming. And I was, that's a good idea. And I don't think I'd been able to give a tour for them. I, I think that if any policeman had seen me trying to give a tour, even though there were only eight people, they'd have been like, what the hell are you doing, lady? Not responsible at all. So, so we are... We are actually, even though this is coming out on Wednesday, we are going to do a mini episode on Thursday as well. So, boy, this is, uh, the virus is sucks for all of us, but at least there's more episodes. <laughs> the episodes are multiplying as fast as the cases. <laughs> and in the next episode, I actually want to ask you a little bit about the financial ramifications for you. I wanted to ask, since they put this lockdown in place, it's considered by some looking at it to be very extreme. And there is a hesitation to uh, do such a thing, I think, in the United States. Do you think that because they've reacted to it in such an extreme way by saying, look, we're locking the whole country down, nobody in or out, makes you more paranoid than you would be if, say, they decided to just lock down Rome? Um, I don't think... It wouldn't make sense for them just to lock down Rome. I mean, Rome No, I know, but I mean not... for you psychologically. Like, let's say, you know... I mean, the numbers are one thing, like as we're recording this, it's 9,172 confirmed cases, 463 deaths have happened. That's how what had happened when they cracked down. That's when they happened when it had cracked down. Yeah. Now it's over 10,000. I think, yeah, I think it would be worse if it was just Rome. I think when it's the whole country going through it, there's a little bit of solidarity. You feel like we're all in this together. We're not singled out here. 
you know, as far as at least within the country. Obviously, we feel singled out in Europe, but that's another story. So yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of nicer in a sense. It sounds not great to say nicer, but it's better that it's the whole country. Yeah, for sure. And also their response, like their response is so serious. Last week, we were feeling pretty optimistic about it. Yeah. Does their response make it feel like it's a more threatening thing? Oh, yeah. Every, I think everyone, I can't speak for anyone else. I can speak for myself. I feel way more paranoid about contagion today than I felt yesterday. And I mean, really nothing has changed in the sense, okay, yes, there's a thousand more cases. And that's not nothing, of course. And there are, you know, maybe a hundred more deaths and that's not nothing. But uh, little has changed in Rome is this, uh, the numbers in Rome. The numbers in Rome are still like around a hundred, 150, something like that, as far as cases. So it's not as extreme as in the North, but there's something different today in the air. And it's not just the fact, yes, that everything's closed and that's a whole psychological other issue, but even just the contagion. And I don't know about other people. I am not excessively worried about getting it for my personal health because I think I'm young enough and strong enough that I would be okay. I worry about getting other people sick. My in-laws are in their 60s. You know, my son, he luckily most children aren't suffering too badly, but occasionally it does happen. He has had bronchial issues in the past. You know, and just random other people, people I don't know. I don't I don't want anyone to get sick because of me. And so I was the first person to work this morning and I washed my hands, of course, and I had the tissue, the paper towel in my hand after I dry my hands and I just kept it in my hand. And as I went through the office and opened all the windows and all of the shutters and turned on the heat and turned on the printer, I just used this paper towel. I didn't touch anything. Partially because, yes, I don't want to get sick, but partially because, you know, who knows? My husband works in the Vatican. I could, I could have it right now. Yeah. You were telling me that you thought you might have it right now. <laughs> That was probably a bit of paranoia. Um, <laughs> Thank God we work remotely from each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that I have it. I don't think that I don't have it, though. Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh, pshaw. Um, it's very likely. It's very likely for me that I've come into contact with it. Whether I've, I've picked it up or not, I don't know. It's very possible. My husband and I have both had it, and we've both gotten over it and not even known. I was sick a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My son had a fever two or three weeks ago. It could easily have been that. We don't know. We weren't tested. But I've had a little bit of a sore throat, I got to admit. It's just a little tiny bit of a scratchy sore throat that could easily be allergies because it's springtime. I suffer from allergies. And that's about it. In the back of my neck is a little sore, that, which is, I never get that. So I'm like, is that one of the symptoms? I've had a headache every day and Derek's been slightly nauseous. Now, again, we've been like, oh, that could be just paranoia. Yeah, but I think... I'm, I'm sure we're not alone in the sense that I think Derek takes his temperature every morning just to make sure. See that? I've only taken my temperature one time. <laughs> <laughs> so far, his temperature has actually been low. So 86.7 or something. I'm like, you're too cold. <laughs> you're the opposite. What's this virus? Check your thermometer, Katie. 86.7, I think, is not normal. I could have that wrong. All right. Well, we will leave it there, but tune in again tomorrow because I want to ask you about some of the work ramifications and also about a couple things culturally that could make this particularly difficult for Italy. So, but that's tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. No, this is so exciting. Until next time, this is your midweek bittersweet moment. And this is the bittersweet life. So far, so good in Roman and Seattle. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. 
And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com. Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life.